0: Listening to the Cooler Ring, a podcast made for manufacturing marketers. Here are Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Welcome to the Cooler Ring, a podcast for manufacturing marketers, brought to you by Cooler Partners. My name is Jeff White, and joining me today is Carmen Perry. Carmen, how are you doing, sir? I am happy to be here. Good to be chatting with you once again. Indeed. And
1: uh, look, uh, I think today's show is going to be uh, hopefully interesting for our listeners. In today's show, uh, what we want to talk about is kind of if there is a golden rule to optimizing a marketing and sales process for B2B manufacturers, yeah, and anybody that has ever uh, worked at Kula Partners for the last um, uh, more than a decade will have heard me say this, which is start from the money and work back.
0: Now sounds
1: simple what do i mean sounds simple so what do we mean by that so i guess the i guess it's probably helpful if we just kind of talk through some kind of more obvious examples and then maybe more move to some more more nuanced ones but uh, first and foremost i i i i guess the 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 most obvious one that comes to my mind is is uh e-commerce now I have a good friend who owns a a conversion rate optimization agency focused on working with e commerce brands. In no way am I trying to suggest that he should throw away his practice and obey this one golden rule. But, John, if you're listening, um, (laughs) this is for you. I, I think this does apply, which is to say, if you're optimizing an e commerce environment, start from the money and work back start from the checkout and work back now what do i what do i mean well if the bus if the if the if the checkout is busted and the home page is busted i'm saying fix the checkout first and do the home page second or later but and going further if a pro, if the product page layout is uh, not performing but your checkout is well, then start at the product page like,
0: like
1: it's the the next closest thing conceivably to to the money um does that make sense Jeff
0: well I, I think it does and I mean it even applies to you know and we're not just talking about what do you optimize first we're talking about what do you work on first because if your checkout doesn't work or your conversions aren't working then there's no point throwing more traffic at a site. So, you know, like there's no point spending a whole bunch in demand gen to drive to an e-commerce site that isn't going to allow people to check out or if people are failing regularly as as they move to do so. So if, if your fundamental, basically what we're saying is if your fundamentals aren't working, there's not a lot of point in investing a whole bunch of extra marketing to bring more people into your tent. Right. And I guess it seems more obvious
1: when we're talking about e-commerce in some way, um, and maybe less so for for some other aspects of marketing and sales. But I guess just to to kind of, I mean, if you think about it, um, take my product page example. Um, you know, X number of people that that come to that product page will arrive there via some sort of visitation path that maybe started with the home page, as an example. And then their next step is checkout. But an awful lot of those people may have arrived at the product page as their first landing destination from an organic search. And so... Uh, optimizing the homepage would only uh, talk to a portion of those buyers, as an example. But optimizing the product page layout talks to all of them. And then, of course, optimizing the checkout talks to even more because of multiple product pages, et cetera. But um, uh, so I guess that's um, – uh, we're probably not going to be particularly controversial in that mm-hmm. opinion.
0: Well, I, I I don't know because – there've certainly been times where we've spoken with manufacturers who were certain that the main thing that they needed to do was to bring more people into their funnel and not necessarily make the site perform better. Um, and I, I, I think in a lot of cases that's probably the wrong approach.
1: Yeah, that's true. And then it's like the notion of, um, Uh, You already have a lot in the funnel today and you're making a number of them angry or otherwise ignoring them or giving them a poor experience. Um, Why does it make sense? Why would it make sense to invest even more money to get more people in there just so that you can uh, turn them sour? Uh, It kind of reminds me of the uh, old advertising saying that the, the fastest way to sink a bad product is good advertising. It'll actually get people to try it. They'll find out exactly how bad it is. Right. So, in that instance, starting from the money means improving the product. Right. Uh, oh,
0: boy. <laughs> does that
1: seemed like too much.
0: No, not necessarily, but I mean, it, it, it's interesting to think about that marketing is a continuum as part of the creation of a product right through to its use, service, lifespan, everything. Like this is all, it's all, it's all just one big continuum of engagement of some kind with a product or a brand or or what have you. And if any part of that isn't working, especially closest to the sale.
1: Closest to the transaction or the exchange of value. Yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. So, so, I mean, how else does it kind of come to life? Um, one of the ways that I like to think about this that maybe uh, isn't immediately apparent to some is that the notion of, of as you think about what types of, of, of marketing tactics to deploy, um, I, I try to think of it through the lens of uh, the polarity of the sale in that moment. So by polarity, I simply mean are they coming your way, or are you having to go get them? Um, and there are, uh, and, and in some way, by the the rule of starting closest to the money in this instance means starting with the the polarity that's more in your favor, because there's because there's a greater chance of success
0: if they're already coming your your way. And I mean, but... I. I think it's important to just you know what do we mean by that like who are the people that are coming to you versus being advertised because i think a lot of people would say well anything related to advertising is you know me attracting them but that's not necessarily true especially when we're talking about paid search and some portions of paid social well well, organic
1: search as well Uh, oh absolutely and
0: and paid paid search are the are the two
1: very obvious examples of people are they're actively raising their hand. You're not forcing their hand. They're raising it and saying, "Hey, uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm looking for this." And in some way, whether you've paid to play or you've earned the right through organic, uh, uh, you know, you're getting served up, and they're landing there. It, it, the polarity of that um, uh, potential sale is much more favorable to you as the as the manufacturer than uh, if you were um, putting a display ad in front of a target account that has never heard of you before. Absolutely. So, you know, I I would very rarely would I recommend that somebody spend a bunch of money on display ads to um, uh, their target accounts unless they have at the very least optimized in some fashion their their lead flow on the paid search side understanding that that's going to uh, the polarity of that's going to be better but i find interesting about that too jeff is that as a marketer your cost of of acquisition of these leads you know, that, that that measurement is in a constant. Like, you can't expect the cost of acquisition in channels where you're having to push being as favorable as those where the polarity is the other way,
0: right? Yeah. No, it's true.
1: You, you can't say, oh, well, uh, you know, if the cost of customer acquisition in this display campaign is any higher than what our paid search uh, presents, then we, we've got to shut it down. It's not successful. Like, Well, hold on a second right um, how could it po- like, it, it may it, you may get lucky uh, and have the exception that proves the rule and it actually be more favorable but chances are the cost of acquisition of that's going to be higher than on when the polarity is more in your direction
0: assuming of course that you've set your paid campaign up properly <laughs> <laughs> yeah this
1: all assumes that you're not just uh, paying a google stupid tax or something like that right um uh, which there's plenty of that out there. I also think, um, like you could even, I guess, one of the things that comes to mind is uh, with this start from the money and work back, is that when 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 marketers are are trying to optimize lead flow in an organization, o- o- you know, optimize revenue performance. Um, if you don't have a pretty tight uh, connectivity to sales and an understanding of how that's going down, um, i.e., if you don't, if you're not able to start at the money because of organizational barriers, it is pretty much a guarantee of spillage of effort,
0: wouldn't you say? Like, well, there's no way it can't be. I mean, if if your knowledge of a sale ends at the handoff of a lead. in the CRM and you never see that again and you don't ever have an opportunity to talk to the customer or at the very least talk to the salesperson who deals directly with the customer or service people who are working directly with the customer post-sale you know there's a wealth of knowledge there that is still on the closer to the customer closer to the sales side of things than anything you're going to see in terms of a lead coming in through your you know, your digital platforms or what have you.
1: Well, uh, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, I, I mean, I am in violent agreement with that. But I, I mean, I'm just reminded of a of a of a conversation I, I had doing some uh, customer journey research with a uh, salesperson in a in a. Particularly large regional jurisdiction, and and the marketing organization had been charged with. Um, they obviously wanted to increase their uh, sale in this particular category, uh, and the salesperson kind of wrapped re- a, a few different kind of uh, lines that the that the manufacturer produced, and. So, here's this whole marketing initiative around trying to understand the customers better, trying to build out a better buying journey, on and on and on. And I talked to the salesperson, and the salesperson's like, Yeah, I don't even sell that product. I don't even talk about it. Um, uh, I, I don't seek out those accounts. Um, anytime that I'm in a competitive situation for that product, uh, essentially, we lose because the, the, their competitor was better known and uh, and had better pricing support in that market. So it's like, well, uh, my goodness, it seems like there's an awful lot of things we need to fix before we worry about how many more customers we're attracting in that market. Cause like, we're, they're, they're showing, any ones that should show up at the door, our salesperson isn't even calling them back. I mean, it's the part of the entire European region. I mean, it's not like there's just like, oh, well, you're missing out on like, Northwestern Maine or something. <laughs> like, that is a big market, and so the the inability for the marketing organization to be able to start close to the money uh, before going down this path, uh, you know, there's a real kind of negative impact of that, right? I mean, there's 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 money spent, there's effort. Uh, out that that uh, frankly is going to to land on on uh it's just going to uh, well, i don't know whether you say land on deaf ears probably not the right way to write the phrase but whatever
0: oh and, and i mean that's that's interesting you know to land on deaf ears would be to suggest that it's you're not going to reach anybody but in reality you know if you're investing in marketing and then not fulfilling it all the way through to the sale then it's not that it's landing on deaf ears <laughs> it's it's actually landing on on uh, on people who are interested in in hearing from you and then they're being disappointed because you're not following through yeah 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 at it, uh yeah even it's it's almost like even worse right I think it is I think it yeah, is yeah we we brought you in here and then we just sort of ignored you
1: so a couple of other areas where I kind of just think of uh, um, i guess the one that's kind of a fun one to think of uh, i i used to be involved in, in in politics way back in the day and um, of course fundraising is a key part of political endeavor and look there's a number one rule of political fundraising which is frankly start up the money and work back and start up the money in political fundraising means Start with the people who had given you money before and then work back from there. I I remember one uh, political consultant said, never insult a campaign donor by only asking them for money once. Never assume they don't believe in the cause so much that they're going to want to give again. Like never assume that they don't want to do that. Which is like, you know, obviously kind of see how they were trying to twist things. But it's true. I mean, uh, 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 anytime you deploy an ask against net new uh, potential supporters that have never donated before, you're going to get uh, less uptake uh, than, than what you're going to get if you're going back to the same well. Now, of course, you, you can go back to that well until it's dry. Um, you can exhaust it, but um, Uh, most people don't, wouldn't think, you know, a lot of, when you apply that from a marketing lens, a lot of people, they're not at all at risk of exhausting their existing relationships by trying to sell into them more.
0: No, no. I mean, you know, expanding share of wallet, especially through things like using service organizations who are already embedded with a happy customer, you know, and using them to upsell to the next level service plan, or or maintenance, or parts, warranties, or what have you. I mean, those are those are golden opportunities for almost any manufacturer to take advantage of, and that's all close to the money. Exactly, and in this instance, it's we say close to the value
1: creation, close to the transaction. Well, kind of what's closer to that in some way than? when your people are on site at a customer's plant working, that's that's pretty close to where that value is being created. And it's also um, where it's easiest to transition the conversation to an, to to expanding the relationship. Of course you have to then arm um, uh, oftentimes more technical service people to have what, kind of seemed maybe to them to be sales ask conversations um and this doesn't maybe come without some impact on the sales organization if they sell by commission et cetera, as well so uh there's there's making this a reality isn't easy but i think the example is a great one
0: yeah for sure and you know not necessarily directly related to fundraising or investment <laughs> or or things like that but certainly you know where your mind goes when you're when you're talking about being close to that customer yeah well you mentioned uh investment i think
1: that's a pretty cool example i was in this discussion um recently with a marketer who uh has been working with a um uh, a startup in a very highly technical scientific space and um uh They've, a number of other competing businesses in their category have been receiving a lot of investor interest. And so it's left them kind of scratching their head about why maybe their uh, approaches to VCs have not been going as well. And uh, the marketer learned uh, just prior to sharing this story with me that after uh, more than a year of bringing new investors, new potential VCs to the table, uh, they finally uh, have learned what the company founder was saying in the room. (laughs) I think they basically have gotten feedback about what the pitch was. And it's not good. So as much as the marketer had tried to shape up that pitch with uh, presentation decks and things of that sort to help support it, guide it, um, in this instance, the you know the founder was fairly closed um, in terms of kind of holding that close to their chest, uh, and uh, in those rooms where the marketer wasn't present, you know, we, we learned that things weren't going particularly well. So it's like, man, like I I bet that person wishes they could have started at the money. Like I really wish they would. I bet they wish they had a recording of the the first pitch that the person did so they could begin to make the corrections there before spending a year connecting with potential vcs on linkedin (laughs) but uh, so there's all these kind of we can kind of come up probably with a a dozen other stories about this and um but but i would just encourage our listeners to you know when when looking at dissecting a, a marketing or
0: sales challenge something that isn't working particularly well Or a new challenge, you know, being brought to the the first time. It's not necessarily that it was broken before. True, true. Um, Start from the money and work back. If you
1: optimize in that direction, essentially every dollar you spend uh, is being spent in service of a more efficient and effective uh, conversion and revenue generating process downstream. So you're. You know it just it just maximizes the utility of that spend all the way up the funnel, and please don't call me out on calling it a funnel when we've said that it's not really a funnel, but that's another topic for another uh
0: podcast. I think it is related to a funnel you know, it's it's a process it <laughs> it's a it's on. it's a helpful visual for sure yeah make gets ever more refined. All right. Well, I really enjoyed chatting about this uh, with you today.
1: Yeah, it's been a, it's an interesting thing to explore, and I hope our, our listeners um, kind of you know if you put this into practice, and uh, you know I'd be interested to hear hear uh, any outcomes. Um, it, it's a funny thing because it's it, it's kind of very obvious, but uh, if you don't kind of hold yourself to account, sometimes you can find yourself. Um, uh, spinning wheels and not starting close enough to the money um, as a a marketer. And if you just pause for a second, I think you can uh, sometimes see the error in your ways and and use this as a method of quick correct. A pleasure chatting.
0: Indeed. Thanks. Thanks for listening to The Cooler Ring with Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Don't miss a single manufacturing marketing insight. Subscribe now at coolapartners.com slash the Cooler Ring. That's k u l a slash the cooler ring.